last episode, we sat with Keith Williams, known as at White House on Twitter and Coach Dub just about everywhere else. When it comes to D1 recruiting, Keith has a bird's eye view. He not only played D1 football, he's also coached, trained, and currently parents the future of D1. There's something really special about Ohio natives, and he proves no different. He is honest, irreverent, down to earth, and more than just being a trainer, he's a triple OG when it comes to college sports. You have to be, and you'll find out why. This interview actually starts a little differently than our previous episodes. It starts with a conversation he and I were having about his son being recruited as a Division I athlete while he was coaching at a Division I university. You're going to love hearing what he has to say and the uncommon ties that bind. What you'll find at the end of this is that truly no two paths to a Division I scholarship are alike. So you were talking about your son and how you started as a parent with him on, in, in the process. Now, you, you, had, you knew the process because you were a D1 athlete. So you really know from all sides, you were a D1 athlete, you had coached some, you probably had some relationships. How do you step out of that? Tell, tell us about that with your well, baby. Well, when I knew about it, well, when my son was in ninth grade, I was coaching at Fresno State at the time. So I was actually, you know, coaching D1 at the time. And so, but like I said, when he looked like he had a chance, I knew that I was going to just keep him grounded and take it day by day from day one. I knew that. I knew I would never compare him to another child. I never would compare his process or his future or his, you know, possibilities to anybody else. I knew it was going to be individualized based off him and the way his life was going and the way his particular process was going. So I mean, my wife and I, we maintained that from day one. That was never going to be a question. Why, why did you wait for him? Why was that important that you waited for him to develop on his own path? Well, because you, you don't know the, the future. You know, you don't you don't know what how good a player he's gonna be. You don't you don't know that. And so I didn't want to put an expectation on that. I just wanted to see for myself and then make a decision on my own as to what type of success he was having. And once I saw the success he was having as an athlete, his him verbalizing to me, he wanted to pursue football, and so we decided that at that point you go on a you know kind of a mission, you know, and and, and the mission is a process. Yeah. So it so it's never a guessing game at that point because you basically entered yourself into this mission. You entered yourself into this journey. Yeah. And the journey, the journey consists of certain things involving your destination. And so when when that happened, everything was about him. Everything was about his situation. Everything was about getting to that goal, and 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 that's it. And so it was never, it was never, you know, like I said, I was coaching D one at the time. Yeah. And 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 so I was seeing players from both perspectives and both sides of the coin anyway. And so all I cared about is him being happy. Ah, let's talk about happiness. Let's talk about the athletes who are being pulled along in the process by their parents. And those, like you said, you waited for your son to essentially proclaim for himself as what he wanted to do. Yes. You didn't drag him into it. You let him decide because you saw when they get to college what happens on the other side of that. Right. What do you well, see? So, and also parents, 
it's an unfortunate, and I think they, I don't think they do it directly or intentionally sometimes, but the parent lives vicariously through the kid. Right. And so that, and that in itself indirectly puts expectation, un- unnecessary expectation on the child that he didn't even ask for because the parent is living vicariously through the kid. The parent looks at themselves as, as an, as a, as a D1 athlete, <laughs> their child may not even be, <laughs> but the parent, parent wants him to be so bad because the parent wants to experience that because the parent didn't get it and that's the thing so i think the you know i feel i hear so many different stories around the single mother single mother right those are real stories though i I was a single mother i get it except for here's the part that I, i don't get they go you know he is a single mom and she don't know and What's she going to do? Except the truth of the matter is it's a bunch of daddies out here who don't know either. They've played as much D1 football as that single mother. And if she just knows how to ask the right questions and be just comfortable asking hard questions, she can help her baby navigate the process a little bit better. Not necessarily having to rely on the predators that jump on board when they see that you're the single mother, right? right? And they just want to help the baby. Well, guess what? I tell moms, sis, you don't need no help. You don't need no help. Ask the questions yourself. It's okay to to be deemed confrontational. It's okay. I mean, if you do it in the coach's office, don't act crazy now. But like, it's okay to, to say, I don't understand what's going on. They're not doing that. Don't listen to the dudes in the stands. Ask them what D1 University they went to. Or what coach that or tra- before you start listening to the boisterous parent who think they know everything in the stands. Don't let that come into your household. Find out from somebody who actually has experience because you might find that you and that parent are on level playing field. Like, Right. Well, the, what, what, what happens is I think you're right about that part. But the single mom who acts the way you, you just advise a single mom to act are, is rare. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And, and the, the the dad who didn't, because you, you feel like you're getting single mom profile right now. I, I understand that. Listen, I got single mom profile. I got, <laughs> I got the, but, um, but, I got the, oh, we got it, pat on the head, and the, like, please, you know, the eye roll. I got all that. I got all that. But I, I think, I think, it, I think that that notion is warranted because the reason, and, and I'm not saying that, like you said, it's not everybody or every mom, but the, the dad who hasn't played football, he at least is a football fan. Right. And he, he has he has watched football, you know, indirectly or directly has researched football, been around people who play football. So he has an idea of what the recruiting process is, even if he didn't play football. The mom, single mom, a lot of times has no idea about football. This is true. Now, I will say, I loved football way before I even had kids. Way before. I've always loved football my whole life. My whole life, I've loved the sport. I'm a tried and true, diehard Cleveland Browns fan, okay? Right, but see, you keep saying you, you, you the minority. I don't, want, I don't want me to be the minority. I want for, and I get, women don't like sports, that's cool. But my thing is, if you're going to put your baby in a sport, you sign them up, right? You have to take interest in that. You can't stay on the outside of it. Whether they're six, seven, eight, nine, or ten, you got to sit there and you got to you got to watch it so you can learn. So you can. So the, 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 
there's no doubt about that. See, that 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 I think is the bigger statement than you know because if you don't do that, by the time they they do get to high school and they are get recruited, you, you probably do need to seek out some. You're gonna some, have to, yeah. If you just put a, them in a, a sport, a resource of some sort. Yeah, if you just put them in a sport and show up with snacks, like no sis, you have to sit there and you have to learn. What these people are saying to your baby, so that you can be like, wait a minute, because it's the same thing really said over and over and over and over and over again. Right. And at some point, you're gonna go, oh, wait a minute, that's not how that's supposed to go. That's what happened to me. I was like, that don't sound right. And then I say, well, it's just hard, you know. I mean, in a perfect world, you wish the single mom can 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 be as hands on as you were, can be a Cleveland Brown fan, can be, um, you know. Genuinely interested in football, but it's just hard because you know you got single moms. That that her son might be her youngest son. She right. got to be at work. She got to go. She got to go across town. She can't even go to practices and watch football. You know. Right. You know, so it's just it's just hard. You know. It's it's easier said than done. And we all wish every mom could just like my my daughter plays soccer. I obviously didn't know a bunch about soccer. My wife um, didn't play soccer. My wife ran track, and so but my wife did what you said she went to all the practices but she was able to yeah she went to all, she went to all the practices she went to all the games since my daughter was you know a small child and so by the time my daughter got in high school and it looked like she was going to start getting recruited my wife knew all about soccer she knows to this day she, she thinks she's a soccer coach she knows, she, she <laughs> that's knows my girl world. that's my kind of girl i think i can coach football i really do with me. <laughs> you know, so, so i mean that's the way that's the way you would like it to go in a perfect world. It's just hard, you know. Right. You just take, you just take the the day the day to day routine of a single mom. It's just hard. It is hard to be that to be that involved and hands on with your son in, in his extracurricular activities. For the most part, you just glad he's in an extracurricular activity. True. And it's going in a positive direction. It's just hard to be that informed as you need to be. Ultimately, so fast forward to that when you do when you do. And then at that same time, the mom has no idea if her son's any good. And so you just right. you just see your son playing sports and, and you're just happy about that. And, and he's doing well in school. Yeah. Everything is going north. Everything is positive. You don't even know if he's any good. And then by the time you figure out he's any good, when you say, damn, I better get serious now. And now, you know, now you're kind of behind in terms of your understanding. And so if, if at that point, I think that, at least in the process, if you can. That's why everybody's story is unique, like we're saying, because it's all based on the people around you, the resources you have, the ability to get in contact with certain people that you trust. Because you, you can know somebody, but you may not trust them. And so it's hard. You know, the whole thing is hard. But like you said, the best advice I can give to a single mom or any parent that find somebody in the football process in the football community world that you do trust that you at least know will give you some good advice they don't have to be an expert right but they they just have to have enough information and enough knowledge and experience to give you good advice because there no one's advice is going to be spot on because they're not your son and they're not you and they're not they don't have right and they're not they're not you so nobody's advice is going to be uh you know exactly word for word what you should do but right. at least it'll give you another perspective and, 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 and you know, maybe another another piece of information to help you make the decision you ultimately going to make with the child. And I think that's the best case scenario because other than that, you know, like you say, you're just going to be guessing. 
Yeah, because, you know, that's our hope as a company. Our hope is that just having a company that kids can affirm to, that parents can affirm to, that we could be a resource for all the parents, all sports. Because there are so many of us who work, parents who are in school and working, parents who have younger children, parents who are doing it by themselves, you know, kids being split between households, you know, custody things, all kind of different things that are happening in this tiny window of time in which you can be recruited. In this tiny window, it only happens one time in a baby's life. And you can either if you're if you're able to be present for it, which I was I'm really blessed I was able to be present and I chose to like force myself into the groove of it. But not everybody has that luxury. And not everybody feels equipped to do that. And so that's our goal is to like help people put a flag in the ground and go, okay, I'm proclaiming my future. I'm making the decision, right? I want to jump on this roller coaster. I think I got something. Because A, if you jump on it, at least you can kind of like, you have an idea of how fast you need to be going to catch up. Because <laughs> the it's a it's an ever-moving roller coaster. It's a constantly revolving. So you need to know, like, hey, can I do I really have a shot? Is it is is it a reality for me? Are my grades together? Like you said, when parents finally realize their kid is good, sometimes it's too late. And I think that happens and that shows up with grades sometimes. No question. hundred percent with grades. Right? The parents go, Oh, oh I, okay, you you finna pass, he's gonna graduate. But they don't understand graduating. Yeah, they got no clue about that part. Yeah. They, they think graduation, they, I mean, just like you said, they don't understand the, the uh, you know, academic qualifications to be a Division One athlete. You know, the, 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 the test, the test uh, obligation you have to have and, you know, and, and those type of things. And, and, and see, that, that all goes into, that all goes into the idea of finding somebody that you have, that you think has enough information about the process because they also will share that information with you too you know has your son you know make sure you're you know telling you if, if they can't directly do it to having you make sure you go to your son's high school counselor and make sure they're in the right classes yeah uh and heading towards you know ncaa uh, regulations from day one so that's one of the things it's one of the resources we're actually building literally right now is a it's like almost a guide a playbook for parents whose kids are in the seventh and eighth grade you know, seventh and eighth grade. You, I don't care what math they tested. I'm like, listen, they better do algebra year one, a freshman year. Please start with algebra because NCAA doesn't take courses that are below algebra. No. So you have to start. If they have, a, if they have an issue with math, you got to start working on that fast, accelerating them so that they're at their grade level, right? Because yeah, you can go to high school and you can graduate on an IEP. Are you going to go D one? You need I those class. You can't use those it, classes in the in NCAA. You can go D one IEP, but you know everything got to be in line. Though I mean, that, that, there's a there's adjustments with that too. Like 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 you said, you just got to know. Exactly you got to know. You got to know. You got to know what it's going to take, and it's all in, it's all in writing. Like it's not. It's, 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 it's not a guessing game. It's not opinionated. It's all in writing. Yeah. Exactly what it's going to take for your child specific situation is in writing all you gotta do is follow it yeah you gotta know it to follow it. you have to know what to follow it let's talk about um what you look for let's talk about, okay let's go back hold on turn my cadillac around so okay 
Coach Williams coaches wide receivers. Wide receivers are awesome. My son was wide receiver. Yay for wide receivers. But everybody knows that I love a DB. Okay. Tell us what a D1 wideout looks like. I mean, it's a lot of looks. It's not one specific look. I think that's another reason. Another thing parents get caught up in in terms of the expectation of their child because they think there's a certain look or a certain stature or a certain you know, height, weight requirement that it's going to take and, and it's not. Okay. You know, it, but there is this measurables thing because I, I I just feel like I, I said it in a in the podcast that went live today. You know, <laughs> I feel like if you're six four and fourteen, four stars, baby, all day. You got four stars because you're six four. You like hit the the magic number, and everybody underneath that has to work and figure it out. Unless you're a corner or a safety or a linebacker, right? But or a slot or a running back. Like there's obviously some movement but there are some measurables there's this thing about measurables how do you get in and out of that piece you can't control how your baby grow well that's my point so you obviously height weight and height weight and strength quickness you know are paramount and and without a doubt that's what coaches that's what we look for but at the end of the day we we go more by what's on the tape how do you play because there's a lot of big there's a lot of big, tough, strong kids that aren't good football players. Ah. And so, um, and then and then there's a lot of undersized kids that are great football players. And so again, it just goes back to our original thought is that it's just unique. You know, how does your individual kid play? How does he play? And that's it. What is his attitude? What is his approach? And what is his work ethic? How is he developing? How is he developing? That's what coaches go by. Because when you go out there and you see a kid is 5'10", not 6'4", like you're saying, but he's a good player, you're going to evaluate him. Okay. What what every happens in an evaluation? Getting, every kid is getting evaluated. Now, there are there are some measurables you look for that attract you initially. Okay. But, but, but ultimately, because of the uprising of recruiting outlets in terms of the exposure of kids, you're going to evaluate every every kid who name is on that list is going to get evaluated you know it's and and it's not just because of the stars now the stars help in terms of like i said the attraction okay you know if you, if you see a five if you if you know there's a five-star kid at a school and you're a college coach well yeah you're going to go you're going to you, that's going to attract you to go evaluate that kid but at the end of the day he still has got to be a good player on film okay so the ranking system helps you guys a little bit just recruit it helps you know then know where the kids are and for research just pure r&d and curiosity it makes sense to go look at every five star get your eyes your eyes on them yourself right not just look at their film you you guys actually get in cars get on planes travel go and watch the kids in person outside of film and why is that if they have film why is it that you guys get in cars and make sure you they pass the eye test well, just like you said, you got to pass the eye test. You can't get the real eye test on film. You know, you can't, you can't. And then, you know, the, the, like you said, the, he says six four two ten. You might get to the game he's six one one ninety. Yeah. You know, so you got to, you got to, you want to get your eyes on the kid at some point. And it's not, it's just like anything. Uh, a concert is better than the, a concert is better than the, than the CD. 
Period. Right. Going to see him in person is always better than the CD. Right. And it's it's the most genuine, uh, uh, organic experience that you can have dealing with dealing with that young man or the artist whatever the case may be so in person is in person gives you the total the total evaluation gives you the total perspective of what you get yourself into okay there's no different than anything anything that you would invest in it would be hard for you to invest it in it if you haven't ever, ever seen it. yeah you, know? you got to kick the tires a little bit you got a house a car oh, yeah whatever. you got it would be hard for you to just buy a house online now you, you, if, if you had to you would but you would it would be hard for you to invest and say, "Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a purchase the house, and the first time I see it is when I move in." Right. right? It, would, it would be it would be hard for you to actually you know accept doing that, and it's and it's no different than than recruiting. You want to obviously see the young man in person. Plus, you gotta look at you want to look him in the eye too. You know, ah. You wanna, uh, and 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 you know and get that get that feel about it. Um, Understood. Understood. Get some character attributes. You need to shake the hand. Yes. You need to see the person, who they are. You need to see if the measurables are accurate. The eye test is very real. So there's no. there's a few. It's the biggest. Okay. So like the, there's lures. You have this dope huddle film. Okay. You magical. You talented. You gifted all over your film. And then you show up and you watch a kid play and they have a bad game. What happens? The bad game. The bad game won't disqualify you. Okay. Because the fifth. Because you know I'm not going to disqualify you on one bad day, and, and I've watched you watch your film, and you've had ten good days on film. Okay. You know the, the the bad game might, and now it may, depending on what the negatives are. You know the bad game may may disqualify you, but it won't automatically disqualify you. Got it. Got it. You know, I mean, this is you got to remember college football, athletics is a people people dominated people generated industry right so anything that any characteristic or any uh idea that you have in dealing with people in general that's the same way you deal with people in athletics so in other words it, it, i've been recruiting you i've watched your film i get to the game if you didn't play well you know it's up to me to decide what that means to me got it okay as so a, as a coach, it means different things like it might be four coaches there watching that kid and he has a bad game in front of four coaches, but all four of those coaches aren't going to walk away with the same with the same idea of what they what they think about what happened. Right. All four of those coaches are going to get in their, their car, go back to their university, and have four different perspectives and 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 opinions of what just happened. And then moving forward, they might have four different plans of what they're going to do now because of that bad game. Okay. So you know, it's all like we keep on saying, it's all unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you look at some athletes, forget the five stars, forget the four stars, the three stars, the two stars, unranked, unranked babies. How do you find unranked babies? How do you, if they're not on this list, how do you find them? Are they viable? Is it worth, like, is it worth it for you guys to, actually, <laughs> bless you. Um, not, not if it's worth it for you. That's, a, that's the wrong way to ask the question. Bless you. Okay, let's 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 apply it this way. You can't get your eyes on anybody right now. They can't show out in front of you right now. Right? Nobody has any spring film. There's no seven on seven. There's no track, right? The state of speed in, in all the world is a hot mess right now, right? And there's kids who have been told they need to constantly, constantly, constantly just keep 
Twitter DMing coaches to get their attention. Recruit the coach. Just keep on Twitter DMing. Do you think that's a good idea right now? I think any communication is good. Um, anything that you can do right now is is you don't know what's what's a good idea right now because unprecedented, it's uncharted territory. You don't. We none of us know what's good and what's bad. All we can do is to make a good decision based on our own common sense. And so I think all communic. I don't think there's ever bad communication unless it's bad communication. Right. I think all communication is good as long as it's positive, it's useful. Um, you know, it's beneficial. I don't think that you can ever. You know, communicate with a coach that you're interested in their university. I don't think you can ever communicate with them enough. With them enough. Okay. Um, another coach said something different. They said, look, there's some kids and parents who are driving coaches crazy. Now, the athlete pursuing a coach is one thing. Talk to us about parents who recruit coaches to try to get their baby's offers. Well, that, that, that coach who said that is saying that because he's not interested in that kid. If, if he was interested in that kid, he would, would love the kid to call him every day. Ah. So, uh, so of course, if, you, if you're not necessarily as interested in that kid, you don't want his mom calling every day because you don't even, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you don't want the kid. So, yeah, of course, in that case, it is too much communication is negative. But how does a parent know when it when it's too much? How does a parent know? Like, you've given yeah. my kid the wink. You gave them, you, you've indicated that you have some interest I want an offer for my baby. Well, you'll know when the offer don't come. You'll know that. It's, that I mean, you'll you you have to be Einstein when he when you when he don't offer, then you know that. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's people. Coaches are people. The parents are people. The kids are people. Everybody people. We're using the same brain that you use for when you go buy a car, when you go buy groceries, when you get married. Yeah. Have a roommate. Using the same mind as you use in the rest of your life. So if um, if a person don't offer you at at a certain point, they they must don't want you. They're not. Oh, so parents need to understand that they can also be turning coaches off, though, right? They you might like an athlete, you might think they're okay, but the parent. You you will never turn off a coach who likes your child. Oh. Never. It don't matter. They'll tolerate you. They'll they'll deal with you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They'll deal with you and your and your drama and your BS a hundred percent of the time if your baby is good enough. Correct the Monday. Wow. Oh, that's not. I mean, that's not even a hard answer. If if I like your if I like your child enough, then then because it, because a coach I mean it's like a coach knows how a coach knows how to communicate because this is what happens if if. If I like your child enough, I've, 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 I have expressed that to you. So you're not going to bug me. The, 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 the child that you like enough, you've expressed that you you expressed that level of interest to the kid and the parent. So that, that parent not ever going to bug that coach that much. You're right. You've got understanding. I like your child. You're right. I'm like I like your child. You see that I like your child. Yes. So you don't need to bug me. Our communication is normal. Right. The parent who bugs the coach is not getting that same attention from the coach. They trying to, they trying to bring that attention out of the coach. So that's the parent who, who if you if you will, bugs the coach, you know, so to speak, is that that coach is not reciprocating the same type of level, of, the same level of attention and interest that the child and the parent has in that university. Wow. So that's where the term bugging the coach or whatever the case 
you know that's where that comes from but if the but if the the interest is mutual then you know just like anything else you're not gonna have to bug the coach y'all gonna be bugging each other right interesting interesting that's that is yeah that's spot on actually based on everybody i know everyone's experience i don't know any parents who bug the hell out of coaches who knew that coaches you know were into their kid but let's talk about the coaches that are into your kid when they're in high school and then the baby gets to campus and things change when they get to campus because so many things have changed, right? They've been taken out of their household, right? They've left home for the first time. They're being told immediately when they leave that they are a man or a woman and they have all these freedom to make all these choices, except that isn't accurate, right? They lose their damn mind, Half the time, right? And the other half of the time, you just hope that they're making their way, doing the best they can to forward, you know, forward progress towards their degree or towards, you know, the best possible exit. Right. You saw from the inside some of the things that happen with boys that play football at the Division One level. Tell us about that. What did you see? Well, first of all, um the the story the 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 idea about the coaching change the coaches really don't change when the kid gets there okay but most when, when when you hear stories like that the coach really didn't change the coach was who he was when he recruited your child the person that changed is the child but what happens with the kids who get recruited signed and the coaches change Right. So now they have to like the coaches didn't recruit them. Right. And so they're kind of stuck in a situation where they the coaches are new to the school. Right. They got something to prove. They got a bunch of athletes that were somebody else's who were just departed the school. How does it how does the athlete navigate that? You know, trying to feel wanted. Right. You go through this. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, that part's hard. And, and it's no different than, you know, a new boss. You know, the, you know the the boss that hired you hired you. When the boss comes in, the new boss doesn't send you what the old boss saw in you. Right. So, as an employee, you just have to you just got to figure out can you get on the boss on the same page as the boss? while the boss tries to get on the same page with you? And just hopefully, you guys that works out because when when new coaching staff comes in, it is it is a hundred percent like step parents or a new boss. It's 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 new perspective. It's a different relationship. It's a whole different, you know, book of values. It, everything is different. Right. Everything is different. That coaching staff did not recruit your son, didn't even know your son before they got there. Right. And so it's automatically going to be different. And it may not be, it may not work. It may not be good. It may not be as good as it was with, with the old coaches because he went there for the old coaches. Right. And that's the thing. Years. I mean, nobody, you know, it's a huge chance that it may be rough. It's a huge chance that it may be a big adjustment. And the young man just has to do his best to navigate through that situation the same way you might have to navigate through that when he's, when he's out of college. Right. You don't know, have to navigate when you get new management, <clears throat> when you get new management, a new job, whatever. You got to navigate through that. That's the life lesson. That's part of, that's one of the life lessons that you hope your son learns in college because what college is, it's actually a four-year period of adult puberty. Yes, it's a it's adult puberty. It's a and and you and you and you fortunate to be able to learn these lessons 
where it don't count against your future as a as a as a in society. Because if you come out of high school and you get right into the workforce, if you late at all, you may be fired. All the mistakes you make in college in terms of real life incidents and real life situations, they don't count against your your ultimate future when you leave college. You learn those experiences while you're there. And you, you do have freedoms that you never had. You've never been away from your parents. You've never had the ability to decide what time you want to take classes. You've never had you never had an ability to have a relationship with a young lady like, like you're having. You've never even had these feelings that are generating in you because now you're older. So you're actually a young man. You actually have the mentality of an adult, but you're in a controlled situation. Right. So your, so your adult mistakes, your mistakes you make as an adult won't affect you as an actual adult when you leave college. Right. So if you take, if you take advantage of this process and grow as a young man, that's the whole point. <clears throat> right. That's how come now obviously like we talk about paying players because of uh you know now the big thing is paying players. Right. Which is understandable. You know, there's a lot of coaches making a lot of money, a lot of universities making a lot of money off college football. So I understand that. But part of the reason why and I and I'm not saying there shouldn't be any adjustments to that. Like obviously, you know, you you, you know, if 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 uh, school A is making hundred and fifty million dollars and ninety thousand fans have on one player's jersey then maybe that player should get a couple of dollars i understand that idea and i get it but part of part of part of the amateurism structure is to make have the young man understand financial planning you know time management so you're not supposed to have a million dollars in college because because then you won't know how to do that when you get out of college yeah but here's the deal i I feel you, but I'm also like this. You know, I was actually talking to my girlfriend this morning before we got on the phone. And um, we talked about how this recruiting thing happens, right? You meet a coach, you meet a, you meet a position coach, position coach offers you, right? Then you go to the school on a visit. You find out that you guys are in love with each other. You're managing this courtship eventually the head coach comes to your house and sees how the baby lives and gets some eyes on their circumstances financially, essentially, right? That's what that visit is. Um, and then you sign a piece of paper and you, your, son, your son goes off to that school. You sign a piece of paper that says NCAA at the top of it, but you meet nobody from the NCAA. There's no NCAA representatives. College coaches essentially act as agents for the NCAA, Right. You act as an agent of a subsidiary of the NCAA and you aren't obligated, contractually obligated in the same way to the school. And I feel like because of that, because it's a separate organization, despite whatever contractual obligation the schools have as business entities, they can pay an athlete. I'm signed a contract, a separate contract to this organization to play a sport at this school. Why can't you afford me the opportunity to earn some income? Now, there's a rule. I actually wrote it down. Where is it? Where they do now essentially pay athletes this like, they pay them a little stipend to kind of check. What is it called? They pay them some little money that lets, oh, it's like a living expense kind of check. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh. Uh, cost of attendance. Cost of attendance. Okay, so they have this cost of attendance thing, right? Which is which is kind of funny, because it's like 
Get a kids the money, right? If you have a state in that 60,000 seats, 60,000 seats, you can't pay a baby 50 cents on a seat. 50 cent? Right, but 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 what what and and this might be another meaning, but I'll just touch on what you're saying. Cause I, I get because I was a parent of a D1 athlete and I'm a D1 coach. So I know what the parent thinks. I know what the kid thinks. I know what the coach thinks. I, you know, I know, I know what everybody involved is thinking because you all, you can't, you can't ever, in my opinion, you can't ever understate the fact that he is getting a free college education. Though. Now I, what, I value what, that. What, I, what, I appreciate that. You're what, absolutely what, right. What, what, what what would he be doing out of high school if he didn't go to the school now? Now, like, what exactly was he about to do the day after your son graduated? What was he? What is, was would he be able to do at that Monday morning? Right. When he graduate. But what, what, when he graduates Saturday night, when everybody, when y'all, everybody go to uh, Chili's, <laughs> everybody go to Chili's and, and, and take up three tables and be in there, you know, having a good time Saturday night. What was he going to do Monday if he wasn't going to this school? No, I agree with you. I genuinely agree with you, except for here's the thing. All school- now, 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 also this. The 60,000 people that as a, at the stadium, are they there to see him? Are they there to see the coach who's making $6 million? No, but, they, but, 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 but are they there to see your child either? Yeah, they're there to see my child. We, 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 your child didn't play. Should he get some money still? Your child third string, but he on Scotty would get the free education. Okay, okay, that's fair. So maybe, so maybe, okay, so maybe with... 60,000 people there don't know him. But they do know him because he's on the roster. And that's why he went to school for free. Okay, so maybe the maybe third string doesn't get paid. Maybe they don't. Maybe. No, right, no, but wait. No, no, here's what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking, I think we just solved the whole thing. Somebody should write us a check. Because here's the thing. Cost of attendance, cost of appearance. If you if your feet touch the ground and that game is broadcast, why can't you get a check? You might could. That's an appearance fee. I, mean, I just got paid to perform. But, 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 it, but in the school's opinion, you did get a check. But in my opinion, I didn't get a check. Right? Because, like, think about it. There's a hundred something kids on a on a on a on a roster. Eighty five have scholarships, and they should, right? right? Because depending on what school you go to, all college educations are not created equal. There are some schools where you know graduation rate is low. There are some schools where the you know the highest earning first year is like forty two thousand dollars. Where forty two thousand, you can't even pay for Stanford. What you gonna do? You can't pay for USC. So it's right. not it's not equitable in that way, but they can work to make it equitable. I'm talking about forget big dollars. I'm not even saying millions of dollars. There could be a cap. There could be a cap on what you can earn. But appearance fees. If I'm my baby's playing on television for you. No, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I'm saying the struggle. I'm, I agree that because that, they're about to come out with with that whole uh the, that with that whole structure in about maybe a month, maybe this week. Yeah, the NCAA, the, the NCAA I can't been working on that <clears throat> this whole time because, like I said, if you go to a if you I played with Marshall Falk. Oh wow! State, and it was a lot of number twenty eight jerseys in the stands <laughs> at our games. Oh you I know, know. oh I know it. It was a lot of it was a lot of twenty eight jerseys in the stands, and so if you say, "Man, Marshall should get some of that money," I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. But the pro- the problem with the the problem that that is that the NCA is having. 
trying to figure that out. Because I think the NCAA understands the financial monsters that some of these universities are. I think the NCAA understands that point. They've been dragging their feet, one, because they don't feel like dealing with it. But but the other part is, like, exactly how do we do it to make it fair? It's because you not, you not, you not only got to make it fair for everybody on that team, you got to make it fair for the other schools who, who, who budgets don't afford um, them to, to, to be to pay the player any more than he's getting right now. So how do we make it fair across the board for every player on that team and every school in the nation? Because now if you don't and if you're not careful, the, the, the small schools will never get those recruits. Ah, okay. The point of it in the first place. Right. Because I'll never, I'll never go to that school because they only paying 50 cents on the seat and, and this other school is paying $2 on the seat. I mean, if, if we went with, with what you said, for example, well, you know what I mean? So, so the NCAA got to figure all that out to make it fair. And then is it just football? What about basketball? What yes. About basketball? Any, what? yes. Baseball. It doesn't matter. I don't care what the sport is. If your daughter plays soccer and it's 200 little girls running around with her Jersey number on, she get a check for that. Okay. What if my school don't have no TV games? Uh, the inter- the internet is a hell of a drug. We the got the internet is not when you uh stream games. You got to pay for that. But, but okay, so let me ask you this. Let's say I'm. Let's say I'm. I'm. That there's a better environment at school at the stream school over the environment at the at the uh, ESPN school. Okay. But I'm going to the ESPN school because I'm trying to get paid. That's Strings called capitalism. That's capitalism. Ain't never gonna, the stream school ain't never going. But 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 the, but the, but the NCA we trying to make it fair. But it's we're not fair. The real world school. to liken it to what you said previously is like you said you're preparing kids for the real world. That's the real world. All jobs don't pay the same. You could you could be an engineer at this firm, an engineer at this firm, have the exact same experience. This company might pay you twenty thousand dollars more on a year. Because they value you more. They have a different need for you, immediate need for you, right? That that's true. And that makes sense. But I and I can't speak for the NCA, but I but I but my experience in working for the NCA is that I just think that they would like it to not get to that point. I get it. I get it. I think that they would like it not to get to where's the haves and the have nots. I get it. I just, get it. Just I, I get the, I mean I, I think they don't wanna just it's already that way, right? Just I mean, it is right. Yeah. Based off reality, but but I don't. I think they don't want to just deem it like that because now, now that's what that now that's what we're saying. It's harder to control the athlete too because you can't give a nineteen year old. Listen, I you know I did the best I could with my my oldest son. I did the, I do the best. We all do. We all do the best we can with our kids, right? And at some point, what you say falls on deaf ears. Because what what the NCAA is about to come out right now is they're going to come out with legislation that is going to allow the young man to market himself. That's that's going to happen. And I believe right, that, so and, and they should, and they should have been did that. That's going to happen. So let's say your son is is the highest, is the best player, the best wideout in the nation. This DB yeah. DB in the nation. It's my example. So okay. 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 And best wideout. You say DB or your example. So <laughs> I'm saying wideout for my example. Let's say your son is the best wideout in the nation, and so the so Chevrolet wants to him to come do a commercial for them. Mm-hmm. And this is legal. This is legal. Yeah. They don't pay him whatever, but they but he got to do it. He got to do it at twelve noon. Mm. 
He got tutor at 12 noon. Uh-huh. So, she skipped tutor? Let me ask you this. Yes. Hold on, wait. No, but let me tell you why. No, but let me tell you why. Let me tell you. I'm going to liken it back. I'm going to liken it back. <laughs> no, but listen. Let me tell you. It's not skipping. It's not skipping. You should reschedule the tutor. The same way if you had a job and you had a dentist appointment, you have to, you got to, you got to, there's a meeting at 12 at work, but you can't make it because you have a dentist appointment and you... Hey, you gonna reschedule the dentist appointment? That works. You no, depend on where you work. Listen, if this tooth hurts, I'm out. I'm not even coming in today. I'm not even going in today if this tooth hurts. Forget the twelve noon meeting. Take somebody, take notes, and let us just know when she go back to work. So I thought we, I thought, I thought we was going to school for the education, though. That's what we said. That's what we said. That's what we said. That's what we said. Like you said in the home visit. That's what we said in the home visit. You. Hey, when I was at your house in the home visit, you was all me about tutors. Y'all got tutors? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't care about the free tutor. I don't care about the free tutor. My is going to be able to pay for their own tutor that they missed. They're going to be able to pay for their own tutoring session. When? They're not paying. It's, it's the school, man. We're not getting no... That, that child, is this money he getting, he not spending on nothing. He's still, he still on Scully. Okay, right now they're on Scully. But if my child goes and films a Chevrolet commercial because the NCAA has a partnership that they went to pluck athletes that they wanted to work with. Okay, think about it like this. They go, Trevor Lawrence, we want you to pull up in this pickup truck. Right. We're going to pay you $5 million to do that. It ain't going to be that much. But I'm just saying, let's just call it $5 million. Let's say, because I know they're going to try to cap it. Okay, so let's call it $20,000. Nah, it ain't gonna be that much. They're it ain't gonna be twenty thousand. Nah, nah, cause, cause it's, nah, it ain't gonna be that much. That's they not fair. They, they, they can't do that. That's I see. Crazy. I see. Well, I but, see. But, 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 I mean, that mean that mean that man do five commercials. He's gonna be a millionaire. Like, Period. Bye, <laughs> see that one. Like, thank you. It's been real. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> these dudes are gonna be walking around. They gonna, these dudes gonna be on the television. Like, watch out, man! I got a commercial about thirty. Okay. <laughs> Tired out here. I can't be getting too tired out here. We're like, what, what, what we doing, bro? You know what I mean? I think it's gonna be more along the lines of like a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars. That's a come up though for a college student. That's a that's a come. Are you? That's, if your son, if, you, if your son said, I just got a thousand dollars for 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 five minutes of smiling at a Chevy car, that's a come up. You do that three times, you living. You not you not at you not at school to become. Do not at school to be. That, that's not your job. That that can be your. That is a job. That you is a are, job. You are leaving this school at some point. Okay, you're right. You're right. You you're are, right. You are leaving this school at some point. This is not. This is not even your home. I tell kids all the time. Because oh, it feel like home. I say I don't even want it to feel like your home. I want you. Mm. I, I don't want this to feel like your home because you don't live here. Now listen. Let me tell you, I wish I knew you two years ago because one of the first things my son said when we stepped on his official visit campus was, it feels like home. And I was like, oh, that's a good thing. That's good that it feels like I home. Feel, I just want you to feel comfortable. Comfortable, not at home. I don't want you to feel at home. I want you to feel yes. comfortable. You don't live here. You don't, you don't live, live here. Go. You got to go. Yes. There's going to be a point you can't come back. Right. So, so it's not home. I want you to feel comfortable to get done what me and your parents said you get done during this time frame. This time frame is going to begin, and there's a beginning and there's an ending. There, there, and there's a certain 
thing is there's a, there's, there's, there's 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 a certain development that we prompt that your, your parents and, and I discussed that we want to have happen to you within this time frame. So I just need you to be comfortable for that to happen. And then you go. Right. Okay. Development in college. People feel like your baby, if they don't play varsity as a freshman, it's over for them. If, nah. if they don't play varsity as a sophomore, if they're not ranked as a freshman or a sophomore, it's over. It's too hard to catch up. But that's, that's part of the information that hopefully that, you know, what you're doing right now is great. Hopefully you can instill some of that and try to temper those kind of expectations because it's just, that's just not the case. It's because not the one, case. One, one, once you start buying into those kind of notions and those kind of ideas, that's when you start making, excuse me, you start making poor decisions as in regards to the leadership of your child because you're basing it off false pretense. And so you you, you just got to try your best not to buy into the propaganda because the propaganda is not, is not, you know, the propaganda is, is not what the decisions are being based on. It's, and it's not beneficial. It doesn't help. It no, doesn't help you. Because what, what happens is the coaches, the coaches going to do what they want to do regardless. <laughs> the parent, the parent doesn't, the parent has got to understand that the coach is going to do what he want to do regardless of the stars, regardless of who play, uh, you know, who starts and who doesn't start. The coach is going to come watch the kid play and that's it. And that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. You don't have to focus on the pieces that you can't control. The athlete needs to focus on being productive and contributing, showcasing their skill set. All you care about is the tape. What's on tape? What's on tape? Okay. All you you care about is what's on tape. What do I see on tape? Because your tape is your silent movie. When I watch the coach, when when the coach watch the film, the tape is your silent movie. You know, like I always say, you know, in a day before movies had sound, there were silent movies. And the silent movie was sold out. Period. So you ask, you ask yourself, why would a silent movie be sold out? Back in the back in the early day before movies had sound, they had silent movies, and those silent movies were sold out. It's documented that many, many silent movies had lines coming out the cinema to, to go inside. So 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 you have you you, you, have, you ask you ask yourself, you ask yourself, how can a silent movie be sold out? Because you can just watch and see how somebody act and they don't you know, ever have to, you can see what somebody going through by how they act. You don't never have to speak to them. They never got to say a word. Your film is your silent movie. I can watch your film and I already know what kind of kid you are by the way you play. Right. I can watch, I can watch and see your aggression. I can watch and see your body language. I can watch and see uh, 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 how you celebrate or not celebrate with your teammates. I can watch and see how you act without even speaking to you. By the time I talk to you, I already know what kind of kids you probably are. Your, so your film is your silent movie. And so the the the, the the coach is going to watch the film. That's the, that's the start and the end. In between is your personality. In between is your family background. In between is what your high school coaches say about you. But at the end of the day, your film is, is based on your film at the beginning and it's based on your film at the end. And then out and then out and out decide what the inside pieces mean to that. Ah. If, if, if if your film if your film is good enough to ignore all that, I'll ignore it. If you feel not good enough to ignore all that, I'll go to the next person who got better, who got the better insights. Wow. Okay. So, so that's it. So when parents start worrying about stars and worry about this and that, and it's hard not to. Yeah. Because as a parent, you think that's important, but ultimately it's not as important as you think. Okay. What if my kid goes to a high school that's not on your path? 
that's not on your recruiting path. We go to a school way out in wherever or um, it's close, but a little bit too far away from some of the programs that are producing more athletes where you may have a better relationship with the coach. How do I get my baby recruited? Should I transfer high schools? Is it worth it to transfer high schools? You, you, I mean, like you said, if that situation is conducive for your child at that moment for his skill set, what is he, what is, because transfer is not bad, but like, what is he going into? Like, what is that situation? Right. Don't just, don't just, don't just transfer to, <laughs> to, to Monster High School, uh, you know, to, to Monster High and thinking your son is going to be the next one in line because he might not be. Monster High. Monster yeah. High. Um, people send their kids to schools, you know, big schools, brand high schools. And, um, I think that can be good for them. And I think that whatever choice you make, if you make it in the best interest of your child, you just hope it turns out right. No, no, no doubt about it. But in terms of the small high school, you can still get recruited out of the small high school. The small high school is, is on the small high school is on the college's map. Okay. Because nowadays every good player is noticed. Okay. Okay. Good players. So now, if you think that your player is not, your son is not getting as noticed as you want him to, because now, now there is, there is, there are instances and you know times where you know if if he's at a small school, if that coach you know is not really you know in tune or in communication with some of the recruiting sites, that you know there 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 is a there is a a, a scenario where. A good player may not be getting as much exposure as the good player at the bigger schools. If you feel your son is falls into that category, you can reach out to you can be just the same way if you know if like if you went to a restaurant, it could be the smallest restaurant in the world, and you got bad service, and you got home, you'll find that restaurant email. <laughs> Period. You'll find, restaurant, <laughs> you'll find that restaurant email and email at the corporate office way in New Hampshire somewhere. Right. You, You'll be online looking for, you know. Their Yelp review. I'm going to tell I'm snitching hey. on your, on what you did to me. Okay. Hey, How you, the food turned find, out. You, you'll find Johnny Biscuit's email online some kind of way. You'll email the corporate in New Hampshire. So if you, if you feel like your son is at a smaller school and he's a better player than, than the exposure that he may be getting because he's at that smaller school, then email some of the recruiting sites. Contact Rivals, contact 247, send his film. They'll watch it. That's what they love to do. Oh, let's talk about rivals in 247 and, and the relationship that they have with D1 coaches. Oh, they, they, they have, that's, that's the point. That's how they, you know, that's, that's how they, you know, that that's how they make, that's, that, you know, that's, that's how they get the job done, so to speak. You know, that that's how they function because what the, the athlete the athlete that they're promoting are going to the D one coaches, and so that you know it would be it would behoove the recruiting sites to have relationships with the D one coaches because that's where they're promoting their the kid to go to in the first place. Right. And so D one coaches have great relationships with with the recruiting sites. I, I do, and and every coach does. It makes sense. Okay, but you also train athletes too, right? What are you seeing right now in terms of the landscape of wideouts? Because we know that the NFL loves a tall DB, um, tall, fast. You know, you can even be a little lean. Tell us about what you see in the landscape in terms of wideouts. Are there trends that you are monitoring? What you trying to do to um, help your uh, wide receivers score? 
<laughs> what you trying to do to help them score? Come on, coach, tell us now. Tell us. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's still, it's still, it still ranges. It's you know, still a, a wide range because once you get out on the field, whatever your attributes are, if if your attributes and characteristics are at a high enough level, then you know you're gonna be successful regardless of your stature, regardless of your background. You know, if you if you if you got the right characteristics physically, the physical traits, and you got the right mindset, work ethic, and ability to seize the moment when it's time to 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 um, show showcase those those traits, then you're gonna have success, and you're gonna be noticed, and you're gonna be a good player. So what I do, what I do is talk talk a lot about mindset, a lot about dedication, a lot about you know understanding that commitment is not convenient. So you you know when you commit to something, you gotta anticipate that process being inconvenient. You can't resent the inconvenience. You gotta so you gotta embrace the inconvenient and understand that's part of the process. And so I talk more about mindset, uh, uh, time management, and 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 uh, dedication than I do anything until after I discuss that. Before I get into thing physical, it's more about your mindset and your approach to you know to the way you're gonna use your physicality, to the way you're gonna use your physical traits. Because guys have physical traits all the time. If you don't use them right, then it's a waste anyway. Ah, okay. So you, um, you're in Nebraska. I've never been to Nebraska, um, but I've been to Iowa, and I feel like they're kind of similar. Tell me about what you see in terms of talent. Because what is happening in the Plain States, right? The Nebraskas, the South Dakotas, the Wyomings, that is uniquely different than other parts of the country. Um. I think it's the I think it's the work ethic to some degree. Where where is it better? Is it better in the plain states or is it? I don't I, I don't want to say it's better. I just I just I, I think I think it's less distraction than these states. Okay. I think it's less distractions for a young man. I think the parents are are, are distracted less. Ah, I've heard the listen every every one hundred percent of the coaches that I've spoken with talk to me about distractions. As it relates to Los Angeles versus other places, there ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> they said the kids. But, but it's, Go ahead. It's, it's not the kid. It's the it's the parents. I, I can't I can't express enough because your child was one minute old when he was born. He didn't have no attitude. He didn't know about Instagram. He didn't know about nothing. When he got introduced to this, you were his parent, right? So so it's up to you to control that part of it as best you can. So it's not the kid; it's the parent. The kid don't be, it don't be, it, it got to go through the parent for it to get to the kid. Hmm. Should parents be looking at social media? hundred percent. Okay. Two hundred percent. Two hundred percent. Parents should be looking at all the social media. Because the coach is going straight to your son's social media as soon as he thinks he's a good enough player to be recruited. So if your son got anything appropriate on there, that is a a blood red flag. I mean, as red as it can be. You straight gangbang. Did you all hear that? Do you understand? Listen, I talk to my son about this incessantly. Incessantly. Nonstop. Nonstop. I would be like, to delete this, delete this, delete this, delete this, delete this. I wish I was bilingual so I could say this. That is a thousand percent the truth. That's what I'm saying, right? So you go, you know what? Let me go to the ranking system. Let me look at this kid. And then you Google them and you go to their Twitter. And you want to see if they like big boobies, big booty girls, if they're if they're reposting all this crazy content, you know, what they're liking, what they're engaging with. And then that does create a little bit of a character profile. 
that they can't escape. You, 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 you're not being specific. You're not being literal enough. It literally happens that way. As soon as I say Johnny is pretty good, I go directly to his Twitter, directly to his Instagram, immediately, if not sooner. And I look at it, and if it's not any good, that that's going to be that's going to be my perception of him moving forward. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If it's if it's got any negatives on there, I'm taking note of all negatives and positives. So this wraps part one of our interview with Coach Keith Williams. In part two next week, we talk about the adversity athletes can face on campus while managing their dream D1 opportunity, why establishing a bond and close relationship with the position coach is key, JUCO recruits, paying NCAA athletes, and why no two paths to a Division I scholarship are alike. See you next Wednesday. The, 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 the.